Hey everyone, it's Jefferson Graham. You are listening to the iPhone Photo Show, the podcast that talks about iPhone photography and all the cool things you can do with an iPhone. Today we're going to talk about going on a whale watch in the central California coast with just an iPhone. How did I fare, particularly when you consider that my friend Amy had her big Nikon D850 with her? How did it compare? We will get into that. Also, I have always get a lot of questions about how I put together my PhotoWalks TV episodes. Do I edit them on the phone? Do I put them together on an iPad? Uh, no, I don't. And I'll tell you why. Uh, first, let's do a little news of the week. Also, let me tell you that this episode is brought to you by your good friends at SmugMug. I use SmugMug to run my professional website, my photography website. I sell prints via the website. I back up all my photos and I use it as a virtual hard drive and I show off my portfolio to the world via the SmugMug galleries. SmugMug does not dilute the pixels, does not lower the resolution, uh, which is great. And also unlike Apple and Google, which have set limits for how much you can upload, it's unlimited on SmugMug. I suggest you all give it a try. Smugmug.com has a free two-week trial. Check it out. Now, news of the week. I, I just mentioned um, the, the software program that I use to edit, and we'll talk more about that a little later, but that would be Final Cut Pro. For years, it was only available on a MacBook Pro, but now, coming soon at the end of May, Final Cut Pro and Logic Pro will be available on the iPad the iPad, actually only two iPads, but it will be available on iPad for the first time. Little difference though, you pay $300 to buy the software and you own it outright. Now you'll be paying monthly $5 a month or $50 a year. Does that sound right? Or is it 60? Um, either way, it's $5 a month. You do the math and you'll be paying to subscribe to Final Cut Pro on the iPad. You must have an M1 iPad, uh, and there are two of them, the Air, which sells for $599, or the Pro, which sells for $1,100. So if you have an older iPro, if you have an older iPad, you can forget it. A lot of people are really excited about the, uh, the ability to do this. I'll get more into this in a minute. Um, in phone news, Google announced two new phones this week, the Google 7A, which is a mid, midline Pixel phone that's now selling for $100 less than last year's model. So the 7A is now $499, which is a really good price for a full-featured phone. On the other side of the coin, you have the Pixel Fold, which is going to sell for $1,800. The Fold is a concept that Samsung came up with a few years ago. What if you could fold your phone in half and turn it into a tablet, basically, right? Uh, it's, a, it's a product category that is not taken off, but for some reason, Google thinks this is a good idea. I'll repeat, $1,800. So I think, I, I don't know what to think. I, I, I think that I know more than they do, and I think that they're going to not find much success, but Maybe, you know, they have smarter people than I am that are working there, and they think that even though this format has never taken off, Google is the company to do it. Google, of course, doesn't put as much marketing into his smartphones as Samsung and Apple does, which is one reason why so few people have Google Pixel phones, even though they get great reviews. The uh, camera features, 
is a 5x zoom, which is great. That's 2x more than we get on the top of the line iPhones. And I hate this. The 20x, the 20x super res zoom, a digital zoom that'll get you 20 times closer. No, thank you. I'm an optical zoom only person. When you unfold the phone, it gets to eight inches. Your screen is eight inches. Those of us with iPhone Pro Max editions have a 6.7 inch screen. So that's our little news segment. Um, let's talk about whale watching. Uh, I had a really good time this week. I was in the central California coast filming several new episodes of Photo Walks TV. And on my first day there, my friend Amy Joseph, who's a local photographer, she said, let's go on a whale watch. It will be great for photos. And I'm never going to turn down something like that. So we went on this little tiny boat that had room for six people. There were only three of us on the boat plus the captain. We were in Avila Beach, which is a tiny town, just it only has 200 people and this is near pismo beach and if you don't know where pismo is pismo is it's near san luis obispo and if you don't know where that is it's sort of in between la and san francisco on the beautiful coast uh you've heard of highway one the california coast is amazing from san diego all the way up, up to eureka but it's probably the prettiest uh in the towns of pismo avila morro bay cambria uh, Big Sur, Carmel by the Sea. That that would be the the the, uh, the amazing coast. So if you haven't been there, go check it out. Now I've been on a lot of whale watches in my time. I've done them in British Columbia. I've done them in Hawaii. I've done them in Dana Point, and they're usually disappointing. You usually might see a whale far off from the boat, but this one actually produced the goods. There was one big giant whale that flew in the air, wagged its tail often and swam by the boat as we made our way through the waters. I have a current video that I, I recommend you watch, please. The latest episode of PhotoWalks TV. It's on, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash PhotoWalks TV. You can see the complete whale watch ride, and I think you'll enjoy it. Um, you may not have heard of Avila, but apparently there's a lot of fish in those waters. That's at least what the captain, Michael Brink, told me. And that's why whale watching is so successful there, because there's so much food available for the whales. The reason you don't know about Avila is because it has a tiny dock compared to places like Monterey and Dana Point, which have the room to bring in more people. Now, as I always do on photo walks, I shot the entire episode on an iPhone. I didn't have, I mean, just think about the, the uh, advantages. I didn't have to worry about getting the camera wet because the iPhone is water resistant unlike my Canon, my Sony, my Nikon, my Fuji. Uh, I didn't have to carry expensive gear with me on the boat. That's all good. I could use the improved telephoto on the iPhone 14 Pro Max to get decent stills and videos at 77 millimeter focal length, but that's not really the uh, millimeter that you want to have on a, on, a, uh, on a whale watch. You want 300, 400, 500, 600. You want to get a lot closer because generally the whales don't get that close to the boat. Again, I shoot photo walks on an iPhone because I want to use the same technology that my viewers use and show them what's possible with their iPhone. And shooting on mobile is how the captain told me that 90% of his passengers do it. And he also noted that most folks 
end up with really crappy results because they'll let the video go on and on and on and they'll end up with a two-hour video that they'll never look at or so-so stills. Now, for myself, I, I think I got pretty exceptional video. Again, I edit. I only, I only keep in the good stuff. And I got some pretty great stills. But my friend Amy, a local Pismo Beach photographer, she got extra awesome, amazing, amazing photos with her Nikon and her 28 to 300 millimeter lens, which is actually not one of the great lenses, but it was a lot better than what I had. If there was ever a case for bringing a camera with a great lens somewhere, this was it. Because the iPhone was decent, but what Amy got with her Nikon was absolutely incredible. If you'd like to see the images, please go to my newsletter, jeffersongram.substack.com, and you can see Amy's great work along with my okay shots, which are, I mean, I think they're actually pretty good. Most people would be happy with them, but it's just that Amy's were so great that, um, you know, felt a little bit of envy there. Um, what did I learn from the experience? Now, now, I just told you that Amy's pictures were so amazing. One thing that she got that I didn't get was the breach. The breach is when the whale jumps in the air. That's the shot that everybody wants. But because I was making a video, I was interviewing the captain, and my camera was focused on the captain. While we were talking, the whale breached, and I missed it. And apparently, he only breached once. And uh, what are you going to do? Them's the luck. So if I had to do it all over again, I would have taken the cruise twice. I didn't have the time this week to do it, but it really would have better acquainted myself with what to expect. And I, and I probably wouldn't have interviewed the captain on the second time. I would just have the camera focused on the water, ready to jump. Now, Amy and Lisa, another photographer on the boat, they had the rapid fire shutter going nonstop on their Nikon and Sony cameras. I regularly tell people to use burst mode on the iPhone for stopping the action, but I didn't use it for two good reasons. One of them, of course, is that I was interviewing the captain, so I missed the whole thing. Uh, while they were out, they were on the outside of the boat, and I was on the inside of the boat. They were ready for action. I wasn't. Lesson learned. My game plan was to let the video roll as much as I could to ensure that I didn't miss anything. And I find that generally works even better than burst mode. It's great for fireworks. And this method was indeed great for the whale tail waving, which it did by the boat. And instead of burst mode, I did something else. I used a, one of my favorite iPhone tricks, which is shooting video and stills at the same time. This is not hard to do. When you press the red record button for video, a white shutter button appears to the right. You can click on that one nonstop and get good high-resolution stills along with the video. For me, I still think that was the wise choice. Remember that whales usually perform for the camera far away from the boat, which is why you need that great telephoto lens to capture the action. Lisa happened to have my favorite camera for times like this, which is the Sony RX10 IV, which has a built-in 24mm to 600mm lens, and it does an amazing job in picking up shots from far away. Because I do the episodes on an iPhone, I left my RX10 at home. Bad move, Jeff. Photographers like me, and I bet every person listening today, they really want to see a better telephoto on the iPhone. 
The Samsung Galaxy series has featured a 10x zoom for the last three iterations of their top-of-the-line phones, and many people expect Apple to match this when the new iPhone 15 comes out in September, and I can't wait. I don't know that the 10x zoom, which is like a 200-millimeter lens, would have produced results that were as stellar as Amy's, but it couldn't have hurt because it would have been way better than the current 3x. Yes to savvy listeners who know that I recently bought a Galaxy so I would become familiar with it. Yes, I had it in my backpack. No, I'm sorry, I didn't pull it out. All this other stuff was going on. I should have done it. I, I wish I had, but I didn't. So that's my story about the Well Watch ride. And uh, I can't wait to go on another one, hopefully really soon. It was uh, even beyond the photography. It was just absolutely exhilarating to be that close to a whale and see the whale in the water, even if I did miss the breach. But then Amy took care of that for us. Now let's talk about how I edit and well, how I edit and produce photo walks. Um, as you know, I produce photo walks on an iPhone. I use two iPhones to shoot everything. I use one iPhone, the iPhone 13 Pro, for video uh, in a selfie stick, and then I use the, uh, my iPhone 14 for stills. It's just easier for me to have two dedicated cameras um, d doing two different things. And I also, have, if one camera goes dead, I have another camera that is full of juice. Obviously, in my bag, I also have a power brick to charge up one of the phones, and I have many power cords. I have a tripod, uh, obviously, uh, though I didn't use it on the boat. I wonder why. And uh, that's pretty much it. I also use the Insta360 camera for getting shots of myself walking down the street and, and kind of crazy shots that it can do. I do go, uh, driving shots with the GoPro. And when I come home, I archive, 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 which I've been doing today. Uh, I take all the, I usually airdrop all the clips into my MacBook Pro 16 and I create a folder. So in this case, Central California Coast. And then within the folder, Morro Bay, Pismo Beach, the dunes. I wish we were shooting some stuff in the dunes and Whale Watch. So I get different folders for all the clips and I, and I organize them. Then when it's time to start making the video, I have my folders and I open up Final Cut and import the footage. And the first thing I have to do is watch it all. Luckily, there's a scrub button there that lets me watch at high speed. And I can get it. So I usually start with any of the stuff where I'm talking to the camera. I put that stuff in and then I would just want to visualize and write a script to my B-roll. Um, on cameras, I forgot to mention, I also have the DJI Mavic Air 2S drone, which is incredible, and uh, I've gotten some really amazing shots with that. So why do I edit in Final Cut? Well, I really like the program. I've been using it since the day it came out. That's Final, Pro, Final Cut Pro 10. I find it easy. I find it quick. I find it, you know, it's quick and speedy, and I know it like the back of my hand. So I feel really comfortable working with it. I know a lot of people will prefer Adobe Premiere Pro, but then I have to go learn a whole new program. So I would just, just prefer using Final Cut. Do I, uh, oh, and then the other thing, I like to see my images and my video clips on my computer, 16-inch, um, is small 
for some people, some people might want to have a giant monitor, but it's a hell of a lot bigger than my 6.7 inches uh, on the iPhone. So, you know, it's 10 inches bigger, right? So that really helps a lot. Um, I don't really want to edit on the iPad. So, I mean, I'm glad that Apple is bringing Final Cut to the iPad. How am I going to get the footage into the iPad? So right now, as I told you, everything, oh, I didn't tell you this, but everything goes on external hard drives. We start by archiving onto an external work drive. I have two two terabyte drives plugged into my computer. Those are my work drives. When I've finished the episode, I archive everything onto the big spinning disk drives. I can't plug a hard drive into the iPad. If somebody has a solution and I'm wrong on this, please tell me all about it. I'd love to hear about it. But to the best of my knowledge, I can't just throw throw a... Uh, a drive into there. So there's a, a, a old fashioned way that there's a card reader and I, I could import uh, onto the iPad, which would get full really fast. And also on my computer, I do voiceovers. So right now I'm doing a voiceover through the Roadcaster Pro and that is, that's a mixer that goes into my computer. I don't think I could put the mixer into the iPad, though I could be five years behind, and maybe there's all sorts of great things I could do with the iPad. I promise to give it a try at some point uh, this summer. Um, I've got a giant road trip that I'm taking from J July 4th to the end of the month, and I will be doing a lot of editing on the road. So let's, uh, let's give the iPad a, a try. Uh, one thing is that I can't use the iPad I currently have now, so I will have to get a new one, one of the M1s. Um, that's pretty, oh, okay. Uh, Roy also wants to know about music. So I have music on all the shows. A lot of the times I just reach behind me for a guitar and I play music like right, I'm doing right now. I'm going to hope that this guitar is in tune. Let's find out. perfect world, I will make the music for the soundtrack. Sometimes I don't have time for that. YouTube has a section with free audio, royalty-free audio. I usually pick up some stuff there. I've tried a bunch of the different music services. I tried um, Envato Elements that I thought would be pretty good. I found stuff I liked on there, but then it turned out I got copyright strikes for using it, even though it was royalty-free. So that's, that wasn't cool. So I discontinued my membership there. Uh, it's uh, and then my brother is a musician. He sometimes gives me stuff. Um, that's pretty much how I get music. Uh, in a perfect world, all the songs would be acoustic guitar, maybe slide guitar, a little harmonica. That would really make me happy because uh, it's a traveling show. It's on the road, and that stuff goes with that. Uh, or I'll use jazz trios. I did a lot of jazz trios in, um, in on the Japan episodes, and I picked that up from my brother. So thank you, Jazz Graham. Graphics, I've picked up a bunch of titles and things from different plugins from all over the place. Envato Elements is one of them. And uh, Pixel Film Studios, I use a lot of their stuff. 
the, for the next couple of weeks, I will be editing the, um, the Central Coast episodes. So you can look forward to that. Please watch the Well Watch episode. And I'm going to do my, uh, my behind-the-scenes photographing the Hollywood sign, which is pretty interesting. I had to go down a rope to get there. That's coming up soon, and then I'll be in Morrow Bay, which is this great place in Central California. How many different ways can you shoot the giant 572-foot or something like that rock? Um, I think you'll enjoy it. I'm Jefferson Graham. You've been listening to the iPhone Photo Show. We'll be back with a guest next week. Uh, I love getting questions from everybody. I'd love to hear more. Uh, it makes it a lot easier to do a show when you guys are interacting with me. You can find me on Twitter at Jefferson Graham. I prefer just getting an email, jeffersongram at gmail.com. Uh, check me out at the iPhone Photo Team. You can find me there, iphonephototeam.com. Instagram at Jefferson Graham. The newsletter jeffersongram.substack.com I have more about the whale watch and the pictures right there so I'd love you to check it out we'll see you next time thank you Smug Mug for sponsoring this episode and uh, listeners thanks again and we'll see you next week